Warning, today's podcast features gnomes, a clockwork man, and Oz. No, I'm not talking about Down Under. It's fun for all ages. Podcastle, episode 287, for November 19th, 2014. TikTok and the Gnome King, by L. Frank Baum. Rated G. Hello and welcome back to Podcastle. I'm Dave Thompson, and don't worry, your MP3 file is not broken. Yes, we really have a whole episode for you in less than 20 minutes, and oh, what a fun-filled episode it is. L. Frank Baum's The Wonderful Wizard of Oz is a classic piece of American fantasy, originally published in May of 1900. It was so successful that he wrote 13 sequels to it, and it was later adapted as a musical for the stage, as well as the iconic 1939 movie, which is on the cusp of its 75th anniversary, you guys. I saw that movie when I was a kid on VHS, but the Oz movie that really sticks with me is 1985's Return to Oz, kind of a charming goth next door Oz, which featured the hero of today's story, TikTok the Clockwork Man. It also had the other titular character, the Gnome King, and the creeptastic wheelers, which I think was one of the scariest things I saw in movies as a kid. It seems like these days it's become customary to do dark Oz stories, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I love some of the twisted Oz stories I read in John Joseph Adams' Oz Reimagined, and I tend to love dark and creepy things in general. But today, we're going to go a different way, and bring you a bomb story and all its silly, fun glory. So gather the kids around. Podcastle is very proud to present TikTok and the Gnome King by L. Frank Baum, originally published in Little Wizard of Oz Stories in 1913. I want to give a special shout out to our friend Alex Hoflick, aka Fenrix on the forum, for pointing this one out to us. Look too close to him, I'm pretty sure he might want to swallow the moon. The man taking us down the yellow brick road today is Bob Eccles. Man, oh man, Bob's read several things for us including the very first Weird Western we ran here, M.K. Hobson's The Warlock and the Man of the Word, and half of the narration for C.S.E. Cooney's Household Spirits, but I think you all are really going to love what he does here. So wind up your hearts, wind up your ears, wind up the story, and enjoy. TikTok and the Gnome King by L. Frank Baum The Gnome King was unpleasantly angry. He had carelessly bitten his tongue at breakfast, and it still hurt. So he roared and raved and stamped around in his underground palace in a way that rendered him very disagreeable. It so happened that on this unfortunate day, Tick-Tock, the clockwork man, visited the Gnome King to ask a favor. Tick-Tock lived in the land of Oz, and although he was an active and important person, he was made entirely of metal. Machinery within him, something like the works of a clock, made him move. Other machinery made him talk and still other machinery made him think. Although so cleverly constructed, the clockwork man was far from perfect. Three separate keys wound up his motion machinery, his speech works, and his thoughts. One or more of these contrivances was likely to run down at a critical moment, leaving poor TikTok helpless. Also, some of his parts were wearing out, through much use, and just now his thought machinery needed repair. 
the skillful little Wizard of Oz had tinkered with TikTok's thoughts without being able to get them properly regulated. So he had advised the clockwork man to go to the Gnome King and secure a new set of springs, which would render his thoughts more elastic and responsive. "'Be careful what you say to the Gnome King,' warned the wizard. "'He has a bad temper, and the least little thing makes him angry.' Tick-Tock promised, and the wizard wound his machinery and sent him walking in the direction of the Gnome King's dominions, just across the desert from the land of Oz. He ran down just as he reached the entrance to the underground palace, and there Calico, the Gnome King's chief steward, found him and wound him up again. "'I want to see the king,' said Tick-Tock, in his jerky voice. "'Well,' remarked Calico, "'it may be safe for a cast-iron person like you to face His Majesty this morning, but you must announce yourself, for should I show my face inside the jewel-studded cavern where the king is now raving, I'd soon look like a dish of mashed potatoes, and be of no further use to anyone.' "'I'm not afraid,' said Tick-Tock. "'Then walk in and make yourself at home,' answered Calico, and threw open the door of the king's cavern." Tick-Tock promptly walked in and faced the astonished Gnome King, to whom he said, "'Good morning. I want two new steel springs for my thought-works, and a new cog-wheel for my speech-producer. How about it, Your Majesty?' The Gnome King growled a menacing growl, and his eyes were red with rage. "'How dare you enter my presence!' he shouted. "'I dare anything,' said Tick-Tock. "'I'm not afraid of a fat gnome.' This was true, yet an unwise speech. Had Tick-Tock's thoughts been in good working order, he would have said something else. The angry Gnome King quickly caught up his heavy mace and hurled it straight at Tick-Tock. When it struck the metal man's breast, the force of the blow burst the bolts which held the plates of his body together, and they clattered to the floor in a score of pieces. Hundreds and hundreds of wheels, pins, cogs, and springs filled the air like a cloud, and then rattled like hail upon the floor." where Tick-Tock had stood was now only a scrap heap, and the Gnome King was so amazed by the terrible effect of his blow that he stared in wonder. His Majesty's anger quickly cooled. He remembered that the Clockwork Man was a favorite subject of the powerful princess, Ozma of Oz, who would be sure to resent Tick-Tock's ruin. "'Too bad! Too bad!' he muttered regretfully. "'I'm really sorry I made junk of the fellow. I didn't know he'd break.' "'You'd better be,' remarked Calico, who now ventured into the room. You'll have a war on your hands when Ozma hears of this, and the chances are you will lose your throne and your kingdom. The Gnome King turned pale, for he loved to rule the gnomes, and did not know of any other way to earn a living in case Ozma fought and conquered him. Do, do you think Ozma will be angry? he asked anxiously. I'm sure of it, said Calico, and she has the right to be. You've made scrap iron of her favorite. The King groaned. "'Sweep him up and throw the rubbish into the black pit,' he commanded, and then he shut himself up in his private den, and for days would see no one, because he was so ashamed of his unreasoning anger, and so feared the results of his rash act. Calico swept up the pieces, but he did not throw them into the black pit. Being a clever and skillful mechanic, he determined to fit the pieces together again. No man ever faced a greater puzzle, but it was interesting work, and Calico succeeded.' When he found a spring or wheel worn or imperfect, he made a new one. Within two weeks, by working steadily night and day, the chief steward completed his task and put the three sets of clockworks and the last rivet into Tick-Tock's body. He then wound up the motion machinery, and the clockwork man walked up and down the room as naturally as ever. 
Then Calico wound up the thought works and the speech regulator and said to TikTok, "How do you feel now?" "Fine," said the clockwork man. "You have done a very good job, Calico, and saved me from destruction. Much obliged." "Don't mention it," replied the chief steward. "I quite enjoyed the work." Just then, the gnome king's gong sounded, and Calico rushed away through the jewel-studded cavern and into the den where the king had hidden, leaving the doors ajar. Calico said the king in a meek voice, "I've been shut up here long enough to repent bitterly the destruction of TikTok. Of course, Ozma will have revenge and send an army to fight us, but we must take our medicine. One thing comforts me: TikTok wasn't really a live person; he was only a machine man. So it wasn't very wicked to stop his clockworks. I couldn't sleep nights at first for worry, but there's no more harm in smashing a machine man than in breaking a wax doll. Don't you think so?" I am too humble to think in the presence of your Majesty," said Calico. "Then get me something to eat," commanded the king, "for I'm nearly starved. Two roasted goats, a barrel of cakes, and nine mince pies will do me until dinner time." Calico bowed and hurried away to the royal kitchen, forgetting TikTok, who was wandering around the outer cavern. Suddenly, the gnome king looked up and saw the clockwork man standing before him. And at the sight, the monarch's eyes grew big and round, and he fell a trembling in every limb. Away, grim shadow! He cried. You're not here, you know. You're only a hash of cogwheels and springs lying at the bottom of the black pit. Vanish, thou vision of the demolished TikTok, and leave me in peace, for I have bitterly repented. Then beg my pardon," said TikTok in a gruff voice, for Calico had forgotten to oil the speech works. But the sound of a voice coming from what he thought a mere vision was too much for the gnome king's shaken nerves. He gave a yell of fear and rushed from the room. TikTok followed, so the king bolted through the corridors on a swift run and bumped against Calico, who was returning with a tray of things to eat. The sound of the breaking dishes as they struck the floor added to the king's terror, and he yelled again and dashed into a great cavern where a thousand gnomes were at work hammering metal. Look out! Here comes a phantom clockwork man! Screamed the terrified monarch, and every gnome dropped his tools and made a rush from the cavern, knocking over their king in their mad flight and recklessly trampling upon his prostrate fat body. So when TikTok came into the cavern, there was only the gnome king left, and he was rolling upon the rocky floor and howling for mercy, with his eyes fast shut, so that he could not see what he was sure was a dreadful phantom that was coming straight toward him. It occurs to me. Said TikTok calmly, "That your Majesty is acting like a baby. I'm not a phantom. A phantom is unreal, while I am the real thing." The king rolled over, sat up, and opened his eyes. "Didn't I smash you to pieces?" he asked in trembling tones. "Yes," said TikTok. "Then you are nothing but a junk heap, and this form in which you now appear cannot be real." "It is, though," declared TikTok. "Calico picked up my pieces and put me together again. I'm as good as new." And perhaps better. That is true, Your Majesty," added Calico, who now made his appearance. "And I hope you will forgive me for mending TikTok. He was quite broken up after you smashed him, and I found it almost as hard a job to match his pieces as to pick turnips from gooseberry bushes. But I did it," he added proudly. "You are forgiven," announced the Nome King, rising to his feet and drawing a long breath. "I will raise your wages one specto a year, and TikTok shall return to the land of Oz, loaded with jewels for the Princess Ozma." "That is all right," said TikTok. "But what I want to know is, why did you hit me with your mace?" "Because I was angry," 
admitted the king. When I am angry, I always do something that I am sorry for afterward. So I have firmly resolved never to get angry again. Unless... Unless... Unless what, your majesty? inquired Calico. Unless something annoys me, said the Gnome King, and then he went to his treasure chamber to get the jewels for Princess Ozma of Oz. And welcome back. Ha! Yeah. Uh, pretty sure I can keep that same promise. Won't get angry again unless something annoys me. Hey, who's that on my lawn? Oh, just the feedback segment. I'm sure everything's fine and happy as can be. This week, we're revisiting Alicia Owlring's The Wanderer King, read by Amy Robinson. This was the post-apocalyptic story I likened to an all-girls cast of Lord of the Flies. A lot of the comment fell to the reading, which was a bit hyper-edited, unfortunately. Still, it was a weird enough story that it seemed to work for most despite that. Several people said they liked the weirdness of it, but felt a little confused by a lack of backstory, like Fire Turtle. I listened to this about a week ago, and my overall impression is, wow, that was weird. No judgment against weird, I like weird. But like others here, I found myself wrestling with the impression that there were a few crucial pieces of information about this world that I was missing. I'm not one who wants everything laid out in a nice preface before the story, Generally, I skip those, but I do like having an inkling of who everybody is and why. I felt that that was missing here. If this world has only existed in this state of chaos for 45 days, how did the Fixers and Wanderers get so organized? Did they already exist, or are they a product of the apocalyptic circumstances? These are some of the questions I had while listening. Spin Daddy said, This one was weird, but I liked it. I got the whole Fixers versus the Wanderers thing after a bit of thought. It seemed to me like the end of the world resulted in two kinds of people. People that wanted to fix the world to bring it back to where it was or used to be, and then other people that wandered. From the description, it sounded like however the world ended, it sounded like someone named the King came along and showed people a way out, but the way must be sought out. Woo! What? No, I'm good. I thought I was getting annoyed there for a second, but it passed. Thank goodness, and thank you for those comments. You wouldn't want to see me when I'm angry. So, to appease my great anger, head on over to forum.escapeartist.net and tell us what you thought of this story, as well as the reading. Thanks. If you like what we're doing, please consider visiting podcastle.org and making a donation. We are out of danger for the immediate future and have enough fuel to keep bringing you stories well into 2014. We still need some more help. Please consider signing up for a subscription. We have them for as low as $2 now. That helps all of us at Escape Artists bring the best in fantasy, science fiction, and horror to you week after week. Thank you. And a special thanks to our featured donor of the week, Alex Reed. Alex usually listens to a story just before he goes to sleep. A bedtime story, the perfect way to end the day. He told us... One of the things I love about PodCastle is the excellent editorial judgment. <laughs> I like this guy. I'll give every story you run a go, even if it doesn't sound like my thing, and it's almost always proved to be a good decision. It's hard to choose favorites, but my top ten would have to include Episode 221, A Hunter and Aaron Keen, 107, The Behold of the Eye, and 202, The Rugged Track. Hmm. Nice choices. Thanks so much for that, Alex, and for your support. 
Well, that about wraps our show up this week. On behalf of everyone here at Podcastle, Ann Leckie, Peter Wood, LaShawn Wanick, Anna Schwind and myself, thank you so much for letting us share another story with you. We'll be back in one week with a handful of little stories because you demanded them. Until then, remember to click your heels three times. There's no place like Podcastle. See you next week. If you remember to wind us up. Podcastle is a production of Escape Artists Incorporated and is distributed on a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Share it, but don't change it or sell it. Our theme music is by Shiva in Exile. You can find them at magnatune.com. And if you like science fiction or horror, be sure to visit our sister podcasts, Escape Pod and Pseudopod. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, or post to your blog about it, or consider donating via the PayPal link on our site. L. Frank Baum said, If we walk far enough, we shall sometime come to some place. Thank you for listening.